2: End up in the vault.
1: Right? Who like knew that, that a story about a dog would end up in a vault?
2: Would end up in the vault, you know. But not Even this time. I'm, no, I'm sure one day. I mean, I think uh, I'll, you know, confer. I don't think it's a big deal. Uh I mean, I think I'll, I'll confer with the other party uh, to to double check because I it's not. I, I'm fairly certain that will be like, oh, a big fucking deal.
1: You know, you but. did it to me again.
2: What? But that, they have no idea. See, that's the thing. I like redacted. Well, this is currently redacted. Unless redacted, I change.
1: Unless redacted, I change. Redacted. Unless that's, I change, this is know, part of the fine.
2: show. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. It's all redacted. This is all redacted top secret information that we are currently recording <laughs> to put on the internet. Duh.
0: Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why?
1: That was like because a minute of that stuff. A minute. Fan,
0: thechairshot.com. Always use your head. One, two, three, four.
2: Welcome to another edition of the hashtag Miranda Show. This is your host, ring announcer to the stars, the Twitterless heroine herself, the most professional podcaster, Miss Fancy Pants, the Pop Pump Princess.
1: The Pop Pump
2: Princess? Is that what you mean? Pop you say? Punk. Pop Punk. Pop Punk Princess. Okay. And most importantly, the queen of soft style, Miranda Morales, here, your host, guiding you through this journey that we call the hashtag Miranda Show, which is a proud part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find on the Chairshot.com.
1: Oh, and where is it? Oh, there it is. The chairshots.com
0: Always, Always use your head.
2: The Chairshot.com. Always use your head. I am being joined, of course, by the producer, the friend, the sidekick, the co-host, the unstoppable one, the kingpin himself, Greg DeMarco.
0: It's not my fault.
1: But it really is.
2: Yes, it is. And we are in part three. Yes, we have made it to the third and final part of the Super Such Good Shit Show, part nine. close close not it's part three of nine of nine yes so
1: it's it's, okay it's the hashtag Miranda and Greg DeMarco
2: super such good
1: shit show show nine nine part three
2: part three pal pal yes Yes, and if you don't know what that means, well, you hopefully have listened to the hashtag Miranda and Greg DeMarco, such good shit show, super pal. I can never get it right, so I just stop and give up. Dave, Uh, it's (laughs) me, Dave. Uh, Episodes one through eight, where we combine forces and just go off the rails and do some dumb stuff. Uh, But this is the ninth edition of that part three because we've done this two other times on this week's uh, episode of uh, Chair Shot Radio, the Wednesday edition of Chair Shot Radio, where we talked about CM Punk and his probable appearance on AEW Rampage this week on the Baby Face podcast. Myself and Greg did a prediction, some predictions of WWE SummerSlam. And tonight we are going to wrap things up, or today, whenever you're watching. Wrap it up. We're gonna wrap up the Super Such Good Shit Show, Pow. Well, I say Super Such Good Shit Nine Part Three Pow. This is the best Why do you always do this This is the best part of it?
1: Super Such Uh, Good Shit Show Nine Part Three.
2: to wrap up uh, the parts, all of this parts uh, by going into two topics Uh, one, revisiting something that happened on AEW Rampage this past week and doing some predictions for NXT TakeOver that's happening this Sunday so we're going to talk about two different subjects but still very much in alignment with this big week that is in wrestling Um, touching from last Friday all the way through this Sunday a very big week and that's not even to touch on all the other things happening in wrestling you have impact doing emergence on impact plus this friday you have ring of honor doing a two two night shows uh honor by glory or glory by honor Try to remember the name yeah glory by honor uh on saturday and sunday of this week of course SummerSlam on Saturday, TakeOver on Sunday, so much wrestling. On top of your weekly shows, you got Rampage and SmackDown on Friday as well. So much good shit happening, so that's what we're going to cover. Uh, But before we get into it, of course, me, Miranda Morales, you can find me on social media at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. No Twitter. That's why I'm twitter Twitterless heroin. Greg DeMarco. You can find him at ChairShot Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can follow thechairshot.com on social media at ChairShot Media, which you can get information on news stories, latest podcasts, all of that at ChairShot Media. And of course, where else you can find us? Thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Before we get into it, I talked about... A-
0: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
1: Wow. I'm sorry. I'm such not Such
2: good shit. That's what it is. Show. That's what
1: it wow. is. The Super such good shit show. Pal. This
2: is such good shit. Oh, I mean, that will be the one thing—at least Bray Wyatt gave to us. I, I mentioned it on Chair Shot Radio. How sad I was. We'll never get that again. Is that the reason you think he got fired? Really, is because he had a Vince McMahon puppet? Did we not remember that this at is all? Such good shit.
1: Uh, uh, you know, Vince was down for that. Vince has a better yeah. sense of humor than most people think he does. But
2: that is that is true.
1: We digress. That's what we do. But
2: we say that, and Bray Wyatt got fired. <laughs> so.
1: Brayway got fired because he wasn't there, and they realized they didn't. That's
2: do. true. Yeah, we we haven't gotten into that on on the hashtag Miranda show. We won't really.
1: We did on the Babyface Hill podcast.
2: On the Babyface Hill like podcast, two weeks ago, yes, three
1: yes, weeks ago, yes, whenever yes. ago.
2: But talking about this weekend being very big, you know, I got to do my plugs about what's happening over the next few weeks in the independent scene. Uh, Phoenix championship wrestling had their big premiere show this past Saturday a rebirth at the revelry in Mesa, Arizona, an amazing turnout. Thank you for everyone who turned out to that show Uh, huge capacity. They announced a formal partnership with the revelry just this week Um, So future shows are going to be held at the revelry, including their October show Uh, tickets are now available for that. And the specific date for their next show is October 16th. Um, So Phoenix Championship Wrestling returns to the revelry Saturday, October 16th. Uh, so make sure you get your tickets for that. Uh, me, myself, Miranda Morales, I mentioned I'm the ring announcer to the stars. and It's a fairly busy weekend for your girl. I will be out in Las Vegas for SummerSlam weekend. Just enjoying the scenes, enjoying the wrestling that will be happening, connecting with old friends, and just having a good time. That includes announcing for Glory Rising Pro on Friday, August 20th. Uh, Bell time for that is 1 p.m. Um, And that's a great combination partnership show uh, with No Peace Underground, Palais Pro, and of course, Glory Rising Pro. Uh, So that's going to be a great card. Um, Also, I will be announcing for future stars of women's wrestling on Sunday, uh, August 22nd, also in Las Vegas. That's going to be available on Fight TV the future stars of women's wrestling show that is going to be headlined by a very interesting match, uh, that I'm very excited for, uh, FSW women's champion Maserati, who some have seen, uh, on at the ring of honor, uh, women's tournament. She's going to be defending the FSW women's championship against Sandra moon in a doors, ladders and chairs match. So that is going to be the headliner for the future stars of women's wrestling show uh, that starts at 2 PM. So in an early show time um, on Sunday, but again, I mean, what a match, what a rivalry, what a story. Uh, and so make sure you check those out. Lots of other shows on the independent scene happening in Las Vegas this coming weekend. So stay tuned to future stars of wrestling game changer, wrestling, and much more. And of course, Impact Zone Wrestling, IZW, has Grand Prix in two weeks, just two weeks away from Grand Prix. And tickets are still available, but they are very limited. Very limited. So please make sure you get your tickets before they run out. Our previous shows have sold out. Uh, The seating capacity is limited due to the venue. It is an indoor venue, so you do get to have some AC. You get to have some, uh, you know, covering, all of that. And great matches. Of course, we have the tag team tournament uh, happening. A great uh, three-on-three women's match. A four-way match with, again, Uh, Really talented people from all over the West Coast. And also we have the student show, Nothing to Lose, happening earlier that day. It's featuring students from three different wrestling schools. You have Off the Ropes from New Mexico, uh, the Arizona Pro Wrestling Training Center here in Phoenix, and uh, the Al Snow Wrestling Academy in Colorado. So students from all three schools are going to be featured at Nothing to Lose, a very unique showcase of talent and students Uh, from all over so make sure you get your tickets for both izw grand prix and nothing to lose greg where can our listeners find all that stuff
1: they can head on over to izw social media channels at izw wrestling az it's the same on all three of the big social media channels you can find ticket links information match announcements so much more at izw wrestling az you know we recorded this We're recording this on tuesday night we recorded the baby face heel podcast before this on tuesday night since then, even though no one has heard the Baby Feels So podcast, six tickets have been sold. So between, so, so. And that's, that's just,
2: happened. That's happened before where we will, I will plug and push the show. And as, as we record and then days later, by the time it airs, tickets have sold out.
1: Yeah, so That's, that's happened. happened. I remember with twice VIP. already. That's happened with VIP where I literally talked about VIP. And then while it was recording, while I was recording, VIP sold out um so so that definitely happens especially with vip and vip's long been sold out now we're just talking about general admission but yeah head on over there get them we got two great shows gonna be a long day but a fun day and i can't wait for it so august 28th
2: and well if you can't come to any of those shows but especially impact zone wrestling izw well there's a way that you can support izw and thechairshot.com you want to know how well greg Do me a favor and go ahead and wind it up.
1: Where'd that go? There it is.
2: Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IZW and chair shot t shirt today. Yes, if you can't go to IZW Grand Prix, well, you could still support IZW by going to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up one of six different t shirt designs for IZW. Uh, you can pick them up in different colors and, of course, different styles like soft style. And if you are going to IZW Grand Prix, you can also get a T-shirt because if you wear your IZW T-shirt at Grand Prix, you will be eligible to win tickets for the next IZW show. So either way, go ahead and support IZW by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the shot. You can also do that and support the chairshot.com, including purchasing T-shirts like Baron Corbin sucks, which poor guy, man, he needs that more than ever i think we just predicted we, the
1: future we told y'all shirt. we told you we y'all. told you
2: we told you and now you can get the t-shirt that says he sucks cuz he really does suck like truly live in the gimmick congratulations um also you can get multiple always use your head t-shirts the og chair shot logo Hashtag say tag team wrestling. Everybody hates Greg. And of course, the Queen of Soft Style t-shirt, which you can order in soft style. So, so many options to choose from. So many designs. All of it supporting IZW and TheChairShot.com. So go ahead. What are you waiting for? Literally, what are you waiting for? Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the shot to get your t-shirt today. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the shot. mentioned earlier that we're going to start off the topics of the show by discussing something that happened on AEW Rampage this past Friday. And if you know me, you can maybe guess what it is. I mean, Chair Shot Radio, we talked about what we think is going to happen this coming week, but we haven't talked about what happened this week. And for me, a fairly big deal as a fan of Impact Wrestling, which we saw Kenny Omega face Christian Cage with the Impact World Championship on the line. And very surprising to me, and I'll ask Greg in a second his thoughts, but Christian Cage won, and he is now your new Impact World Champion. He took both of them belts, including that TNA Heavyweight Championship as well. Don't know if that's still going to be considered active or not, uh, but we remember for the purposes of what Kenny Omega was doing in his belt collector gimmick, That belt was reinstated, but Christian Cage is your new impact world champion. And I have to admit, it caught me by surprise. One, I think the buildup was so short for this. It kind of came out of nowhere. We already know that Christian Cage and Kenny Omega are going to face each other um, at All Out. And so you know, you just kind of thought, and this was the first time that the impact world championship was defended on AEW television. Um, so it was a fairly big deal. As many of you know, I am a big fan of impact wrestling. I keep up with the product, uh, watch it as regularly as I can. I do the impact weekly weekly review with Niger chambers from big gold belt media every week. So make sure you check that out at biggoldbelt.com. Also big gold belt Media's YouTube page. Um, so I mean, I feel like there's a lot of, of feelings on this. I would say that I was kind of over the Kenny Omega belt collector experience fairly quickly when I felt like Impact Wrestling was getting the short end of the stick. Me and Gray got into a huge fight about Kenny Omega and Impact uh oh, just on um an episode of this show uh, both agreeing that kenny omega as impact world champion was just not necessarily the benefit that i think a lot of people thought impact was going to get out of it um, because of the partnership being very one-sided with impact putting a lot more effort into it um, and aew being very sparing with it and even then my first reaction when I heard this was, God, you know, damn, they're not even going to let an impact talent get the opportunity to get this belt. Uh, it's an AEW talent, but in the sense of, you know, anyone who knows impact wrestling, the history that Christian cage has with impact slash TNA, that part made sense. I was originally thinking that, This would have been a great storyline for whoever won the Battle Royal that they were going to have Thursday on Thursday night's episode of Impact Wrestling. Well, when I found out who the winner was, I was like, no, never mind, Um, because that ended up being Brian Myers. But storyline wise, I thought, what, how cool would it have been if you had the battle royal on Thursday and the winner would then show up to, you know, Rampage to face Kenny Omega? That is, if, you know, again, if, if Kenny hadn't lost, it makes sense now the way that they set it up. Uh, but also, again, another way of showing that the partnership has been very, very one sided. I feel a little relieved that it's over with, with Kenny Omega. I, I am not hating on the fact that Christian Cage has won, but it does make you think who, what happens from here um, and, and who is next. So Greg, I want to get your thoughts really quick on what do you, what do you think now Christian Cage beating Kenny Omega to become the impact world champion?
1: You know, I'm glad it's over. Like you said, um, I've been hating on this thing for a while. Right here with you uh, on these airwaves. I just... The whole thing was just dumb, right? Like, it really was. Like, like he's the belt collector, and we have this infamous picture of Ultimo Dragon. Kenny didn't even come close. No. He won four belts, okay? The whole reason one belt was even brought into existence and officially recognized was just so that Kenny could win it, and that's the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. And they even changed the strap to black to match the other belts just for Kenny Omega. Like... Way to go, Kenny Omega. And spoiler alert, that belt's going away. Christian retired it during yes. the Impact tapings. So, yeah, there we go. For nothing. The TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Could actually really? be a cool title to keep going, right? But uh, it's all about why, why we did it. Um, I'm not as upset that it's Christian Cage because Impact was never going to get the better of Kenny Omega. Like, it just wasn't going to happen. No, Yeah. And and so uh, there's barely a person on the Impact roster who would not be wrestling on Dark if they were in Impact Wrestling. Like, who is there, really? Who is there in Impact Wrestling that would be a major player in AEW?
2: No, I mean, I think we had teased and thought Moose could have yeah, but, had that.
1: But he'd be like, I don't know. He'd be like pac In AEW, yeah, who sometimes wrestles on Dynamite, but usually wrestles on Dark and Elevation. That that's where he would be, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, He's doing some stuff with New Japan now, and and that's great. Yeah, and And I thought
2: even uh, you know the closest I think of someone who could have who really matched AEW was Sammy Callahan. Um, You know, that was the person I was rooting for.
1: I wasn't only because he'd already been impact champion. He did a lot for the company. He put over Tessa Blanchard and what everyone, well, myself told him was a big giant mistake and it was proven to be right. And I'll just tell everybody that for years. Cause why not? Um, but Christian impact wrestling as a whole has always had a soft spot for Christian. Mm-hmm. That's the company that gave him his first real world title opportunity. Like that said, we trust you. We believe in you. We can build around you. And and, and, and it was, it was great. And Dixie Carter always had a well. When WWE agreed to let Ric Flair, who was under a TNA contract. No, when WWE used Ric Flair, who was under a TNA contract for like a Hall of Fame induction or whatever, they had to give somebody in return to TNA to impact wrestling. That was the deal. Bruce Pritchard has talked about how, when they had, when they talked to Dixie Carter, they expected them to say John Cena. They expected them to say The Undertaker. They expected them to say Triple H. Dixie Carter's only offer was Christian Cage. That's it. Because he was like this impact guy. Like, like I think in some respects, some people might wish that that's where his career went and didn't go WWE. Yeah. But he's a WWE Hall of Famer whenever that, that time comes. But to me, the connection that he has with that company, despite being signed to AEW, just makes sense. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm okay with yeah.
2: it. Yeah.
1: Here's, well, I guess I'll wait because you might ask the question anyway. So I don't want to go, here's what what I don't like. But I do think it was a good choice. It happening on Rampage, to me, it's kind of like saying, you know, and they didn't do this route and they probably should have, but whatever, hashtag, you know, high 2020, you know, you want this belt, come and get it kind of thing. But they didn't really yeah. play that route. It was going Yeah,
2: they away. really, it, it felt very sudden. And again, it because there's history very with ADW. it. Yeah, very AEW. Very,
1: very WCW. Know.
2: Yeah. Now, I am curious as far as to what you don't like about it because I know we're getting a bit into the buildup to it, the fact that there wasn't any build-up. Right. With the fact that there it was history behind it that they could have easily uh, played on. Um, but what are what sort of other things maybe about it that you weren't a big fan of?
1: What I'm least a fan of is the fact that He's just going to go lose to Kenny Omega at All Out. Yes. So even though he won on TV, the last occurrence that we probably see of Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega is going to be with Kenny Omega winning. Still, like, basically, Kenny Omega found a way to lose the Impact World Championship, but still win in the end. Like, that's how one-sided this thing is, as you were talking about, Miranda. Like, this is why... I don't like it. And that's the main reason why Christian in impact. And I think he'll continue to appear. And obviously AEW will let him. I'm cool with that. I think it's great. Yeah. He fits in impact. Whereas Kenny Omega really didn't fit in impact. Um, it, it all just, that all works for me, but I hate the fact that he's just going to turn around and lose Kenny
2: Omega. Anyway,
1: mm-hmm. that still makes the impact world championship look cheap.
2: Yes. It really, really does. He's going to lose. Even the then, yeah. And, you know, and the fact that it's someone from Impact who didn't win the championship back, you know. But, has-
1: I know, but I just can't get over the fact that when you see Christian Cage on any Impact marketing, it doesn't feel like you're looking at an AEW wrestler because of his history.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. I think that this was the best. I mean, we talked about, you know, who whoever gets the belt off Kenny's a made person. And you still don't feel that way with Christian because he's going to lose to him again in just, you know, a few weeks. So it almost feels like the the fact that you could have done this to build up someone on your roster to be next level. And instead, whoever beats Christian Cage is still going to feel very it's still going to be a big accomplishment, Mm -hmm. but it's not going to feel the same. You know, that too, it's like you got your belt back, but you didn't even get to benefit from the fact of building someone up to that upper echelon. Yeah. Because someone from your active roster wasn't the person to do it.
1: No, that's true. That's true. Can I go like super deep in the weeds for a second?
2: Yeah, let's that's your go show. into it. But
1: you know, so and a spoiler alert, just putting that out there, right? During the most recent set of tapings, there was a number one contender match. And the person who won that number one contender match was Ace Austin. And last year when they had like a four-way or five-way or whatever for the once again vacant TNA World Heavyweight Championship, Ace Austin was in it. And it seemed like the best opportunity to to put Ace Austin over to be champion. And instead it was like Eddie Edwards or some bullshit like that, right? If Ace Austin ends up beating Christian Cage to become the Impact Wrestling World Champion – then I think there's a lot of room for criticism for what you were just saying. Why didn't you just have him beat Kenny Omega? And it's because Kenny wouldn't do it. That's why it's because AEW still had creative control over this whole thing. And only agree to lose to their own guy who's sort of an impact guy. I mean, for impact wrestling, it was probably the only way out to at least save some face. But if Christian just ends up putting over Ace Austin, then what What the fuck are we even doing this for? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. If that's the end game, just let Kenny beat the guy. And then have him, and then have Kenny give him a world title shot. And Kenny beats Ace Austin on Dynamite or even on pay-per-view. I'd be fine with that because ace austin still benefited from the win over kenny omega christian cage didn't need to beat kenny omega and in fact thinking that christian cage needed to beat kenny omega and benefited from it does nothing but feed the ego of kenny omega like it's yeah. just stupid and ultimately yeah if and that ultimately happened no pissed. one
2: no one thought christian was going to beat kenny omega to even win this championship I don't think there's, this win does not predicate someone to be like, huh, maybe he could beat him for the AEW championship. No, it does not. It does not. I did think he was going to
1: win. We didn't talk about it. I did think Christian was going to win. I was like, brand new show, Friday night, trying to kick it off with a bang. I knew there could be shenanigans like the unprettier or whatever he calls it on the chair, the way he did it with the distraction, all that stuff. Like, Kenny still saves face and filing grievances, whatever the hell they're doing. But, um, I, yeah, I was like, of course, like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. And then sweep it under the rug. Kenny goes over it all out because we can't have Hangman Page go over. And then probably feuds with CM Punk. I don't know. But whatever. It's just it's not, you. Know, I always say it's dumb. Right? Whenever we talk about it. Like I always end up being like, it's just dumb. <laughs>
2: it's just I don't dumb. say that
1: here. To me, it's just mediocre. Yeah. It could have been way better.
2: Could have been way better. But it ain't. Impact, I think, sacrificed a lot for something that- Too much. Really, they got only maybe two weeks of, of really strong ratings. The very initial- I uh, don't know, uh turnout from Kenny and maybe the week after. Uh, outside of that, people stopped caring. You know, even though, to Kenny's credit, he was consistent, consistent-ish consistent on Impact Television. Again, it was always in six-man matches. And, you know, again, you had no single Impact talent on AEW Television.
1: No, in because Kier, it was just...
2: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. This, this the Kenny Omega forbid- Manning Project. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Ciara Hogan had to leave Impact in order for her to actually show up on AEW.
1: And she just losing matches on Dark. Yeah. Cause she's not signed. Once she gets signed, and I think she will get signed, then although oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. She might end But up, still, she might end up on But NXT. The, the
2: point is she she literally had to like not be signed with Impact to show up on AEW. When she's been with Impact for, you know, the it just it's a, it's a crazy it, it's a, it was an interesting experiment. I'm glad that it's over. I do feel relieved that, you know, because this too also means that it's one step closer for, you know, Impact to get this back as, on a full-time, you know, roster member. Uh, but I also i am not mad that it's Christian Cage. I think it's a great homage to its history, to the, uh, and even Christian's history as well. You know, winning the Impact World Championship was a big deal because at that point, a lot of people, would always just think of him as edge's sidekick and, and really developing the captain charisma character and really standing on his own. Again, that's a testament to what we see in impact. We've seen it time and time again, you know, when, when Drew McIntyre did that, when Bob Lashley did that, when even just seeing the growth of uh, Samoa Joe and AJ styles to the point where they use those as launching pads, a lot of that started with, with Christian cage. So, um, I'm definitely not mad at it, but it is almost now looking back at it, knowing what the end result is, was it all worth it? And I think the answer for a lot of impact fans is still, no, it wasn't. Wasn't worth doing that for this long. Anyway, with that, we are going to take a commercial break and get into the second half of tonight's episode, where we talk about our predictions for NXT takeover. Uh, So Greg, go ahead. Press those buttons and let's pay
0: some bills. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out thechairshot.com.
2: So, as I mentioned earlier, on a very packed weekend full of wrestling from multiple wrestling companies all over the independence. Uh, and we're going to cap off this wrestling weekend with NXT TakeOver 36. Happening this Sunday, something different for NXT, which we usually see prior to the big WWE pay-per-view. This time it's going to happen afterwards. So right now we have five announced matches and we're going to do what we always do best. We're going to do who should win, who will win with NXT TakeOver 36. Uh, Starting off first, we are going to do the uh, Million Dollar Championship match. Uh, Current million-dollar champion L.A. Knight will be facing Cameron Grimes. If Cameron Grimes loses, then Ted DiBiase must become L.A. Knight's butler, which is the current role that Cameron Grimes plays. And so, Greg, I'm going to kick it off to you. Who should win? Who will win?
1: This has been a lot of fun. I think Cameron Grimes as the butler has been great. It's time to go. It's time to go home with this program. This it's, it's don't make this,
2: go home. Don't
1: make this overstay. It's welcome. Who should win is Cameron Grimes. LA Knight is also, I mean, they got this youth movement, right? He don't fit that. He's probably going to end up going to raw or SmackDown sooner than later, likely in the next draft. I think who should win and who will win both are Cameron Grimes. I don't think Ted DiBiase is going to become LA Knights, butler. Nor do I
2: want to see that. I agree. No, I don't want to see that. I think Cameron Grimes has really turned a new leaf, like really getting that sympathy vote and sympathy look from fans. Um, And that alignment with Ted DiBiase, I feel like this is such a great – Turning point now, the scary part is we talked about too with Smackdown or not Smackdown with the uh SummerSlam preview, too. Is a lot of happens. What's next? What happens to say Cameron Grimes if he wins this championship? Is it something that he actually defends? Is it just more of a you know, uh, um, uh, um. Something that he just holds, you know, more more of a gimmick, more of just you know, not a toy. I don't know the exact word I'm trying to say, but just as, a, you know, just just a a centerpiece to you know. I'm gonna
1: go. I'm gonna go option C, and say that it just kind of
2: fades away. It could, as, it, as it happens to everybody from
1: time to time. I think it fades yes. away.
2: So. But I, I agree who should win and who will win is is Cameron Grimes. I think the momentum is great for him, the timing. They've built just enough sympathy for him. And I feel like it's a great way to close out this feud. A great accumulation to that. And he's defending the honor of Ted DiBiase, you know. So I mean, you just it's it's very clear cut who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, who should win, and who will win. Up next, we have the NXT United Kingdom Championship. On the line, Walter, who is one of the longest reigning champions within the WWE uh, of modern history uh, with an, I don't even know how many day reign. It's over, it's over 600. Days. It might be
1: over 700.
2: Yeah. I thought it was almost over 800. Maybe. Uh, versus, how do I pronounce this name? Ilya. Ilya.
1: Dragunov. Dragunov. Dragunov.
2: Dragunov. Uh, so Walter versus Ilya Dragunov as you could tell I do not follow NXT UK I mean Walter is someone that we follow as far as you know his appearances in NXT being one of the most dominant champions in all of the entire company Um, but seemingly you know now in a very interesting spot where this contender is one I, I think could have the potential to end the reign, I think. Too, as you are trying to look into taking all of WWE in a new direction, you know, uh, having the NXT uh, UK champion lose could be, you know, a kind of a big turning point for that brand. Greg, what are what are your predictions? Um, I don't even
1: understand why this match is on the card. I don't.
2: uh, To be fair, look at look. They let go of like a good part of their roster. But they
1: got people. MSK's not even wrestling on this show. Like
2: that's true. Maybe it is a way to bring in a broader, a newer audience to NXT UK. And they've just had Um, to cancel
1: so many takeovers. I get it. Or UK takeovers. But it's like if Ilya were to win, that's there. There have been three times this belt has been four times this belt will have been changed hands. Will have been won. And three of them will have been in America. And it's your UK championship. So I just cannot understand. And I just don't know why they brought these guys out. Like, why are we doing this? I just don't get it. Walter doesn't want to be here. He wants to stay in the UK. Ilya, maybe he's going to stick around in the US. And that's why we're doing this. But it just makes no sense. By the way, as of this recording, 864 days. So you were right. You were closer without going over. So you win a dollar. That's what we Um, call
2: Price's right rules. That's
1: right. Um... But it just makes no sense to me. And and Ilya as champion doesn't work for me because he's an underdog. And, and if you're going to give it to him, why do it here? Why not do it in the UK? Maybe because it's in front of fans, but it's in front of fans who are uh, a few and far between in Orlando. Like, that makes no sense. Walter should win. Walter will win. And I don't even know why we're watching it. I'll enjoy it because it'll be great. But Walter, Walter, Walter. Walter,
2: you hey, should when I get I was leaning towards uh, Elia as far as a who should uh, just to change things up because of the fact that, you know, yes, Walter has been a very dominant champion and, uh, you know, he's faced pretty much everyone within both NXT and NXT UK. But, you know, at the same time, what is there left to do? You know, uh, but who probably will win is Walter. You know, I I I am I understand the tones as far as why are we doing this. I could see it as a way to cross over to try and bring new viewership to NXT UK to try and do something different. Um, You know, why why not? Uh, And maybe there's more matches that are put together at the last minute. I don't know. It's it's a very short card. There's a fairly big reason why we're assuming. Um but also you know why why not I don't I mean I don't see the harm in it um I think this takeover is going to be more of an understated takeover, even though it is after a big event um as we'll kind of go into some of these other you know cards or the other matches, you know they they all have meaning behind it, but the feuds I don't think are very strong and powerful outside of what we'll talk about for the main event um. And and so I, I think it's just a very understated card to you begin know, with.
1: You know, we always talk about what's next, right? And that's how we make decisions on, on who will win matches, what's next. To me, the bigger question is what's next for NXT UK? Yeah. Like maybe maybe just NXT UK goes away. And we bring over – the company just trademarked Mustache Mountain. So they're not getting rid of Tyler Bate. They're not getting rid of mm-hmm. um, Trent Seven they're maybe they just take the few they really like bring them over here and just get rid of NXT UK and if so maybe you do have Ilya get the big feel good moment because by the end of the year that belt doesn't exist anyway like I could see them doing that and just bringing the talent and just completely getting rid of the UK training center the UK everything because they're not really seeing a ton of benefit from it Kaylee Ray supposedly already over here in the states and will probably be debuting on NXT soon who knows um yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. I I think maybe NXT UK goes, goes away and we just keep the few that we want to keep.
2: Fair point. Up next, we have Raquel Gonzalez defending the NXT women's championship against Dakota Kai. This is literally a feud a year in the making. Uh, They debuted together, or at least Dakota Kai debuted as Dakota's muscle last January. Um, And they've been partners for, you know, over a year. But now Dakota Kai put the kibosh on it and has stated that she wants her chance at the NXT Women's Championship. While Raquel Gonzalez, you know, in some ways really surprised a lot of fans by growing out of her role as the muscle, as the protector of Dakota Kai into her own, you know, wrestler, as her own woman. Um, so I feel like out of, you know, some of the other storylines here, this has the history, it has, you know, the depth to it. Um, Greg. What what what's your predictions?
1: This really is Sean and Diesel. Like it really is right? Sean and Diesel.
2: Right. It's it Sean and Diesel. it's Crazy. So Sean
1: and Diesel. And when Sean faced Diesel, Diesel won. Um Dakota Kai's been working a lot of main event matches, like as the show main event. Yes. Dakota and again, I have to literally do this every time now. She's over thirty. She's thirty-three. Like it now matters how old somebody is. The, the, the numbers don't lie. You look at who they released. All the people they released are over thirty. Like it just numbers don't lie. Um, I don't think the insiders have any info. I think they just put numbers together and realized they hired too many people over thirty. They, they saw like
2: they saw the pattern.
1: So who should win? In my opinion, is Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai should get an opportunity to carry this belt uh, and and put on some great matches and and do what Dakota Kai does. But I don't think she's going to. I think she's going to lose. I think we'll get another match between the two, some kind of, you know, street fight, whatever, on NXT television. And then Dakota Kai will get her shot on the main roster. If it doesn't work out, she's not even with the company in a year. Who knows? But Mm -hmm. I think that Dakota Kai should win, but Raquel Gonzalez will win.
2: Yeah. And I think based off of some other things that we're going to see later on in this card, there's a title change. It's not going to be this one. I feel like, I feel like uh, Raquel has really held her own. I feel like they have the confidence in her to be the women's champion. Um, I feel like traditionally their women's championships have fairly lengthy reigns. Um, and as you also mentioned, you know, Dakota Kai may be moving into a different direction with Raw or SmackDown fairly soon. So this would be a great way to send her off in that direction um, while really maintaining um, Raquel as, you know, the, the the top woman in the division. So I think who should win and who will win um, is Raquel Gonzalez. I don't see a need for the title to change. I think she still has a lot left to prove. Um, and even just, you know, the size advantage in those things. I think Dakota Kai can be very smart in her maneuver set and how to uh, approach and attack Raquel Gonzalez as knowing her better than anyone. But at the end of the day, the Chingona bomb is going to hit and Dakota Kai is just going to be wiped out. So, uh, again, my prediction for this match is Raquel Gonzalez to main, uh, retain. Uh, up next, we have the NXT Championship match. Karrion Cross will be defending the title against Samoa Joe. Greg, what are your thoughts?
1: We're recording this on Tuesday night. I have not seen NXT yet, but I have heard... During their face-to-face segment, there were very loud chants of, where is Scarlet? Karrion Cross is not over, which is crazy to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know why. I do know why. Like, it's just his act is a little too hokey. It's not even too hokey. I feel like he's pretending when I see him. I don't believe anything he says. I don't believe anything he does. He looks like to me like he is playing wrestler when he's out there. Not that he is a pro wrestler. Not taking away from his abilities. Not taking. But there's just something that has not clicked yet for him for me. Mm -hmm. And it's like he's he's still playing a character. He's not living the character. Maybe he needs a character change and And maybe that will do it. Maybe he needs to get away from the super freaky death thing that he's been doing for years and because it got over because it was great on the Indies, but in wWE it just doesn't work. Maybe he needs something different. Go scroll through his Instagram. It's pictures of him and Scarlet on the beach. Maybe his gimmick needs to be something that has to do with him and Scarlet on the beach, okay?
2: I don't know about that. He's a pretty scary dude. I can't but he's not though.
1: Be- He's not scary because I feel like if he did that, like say he did the Karrion Cross act in a bar, I think people would laugh at him because well, it's just I, not believable. I think
2: there's, yeah, I think there's an element to the dramatics to it. I think that to me, it's that he's very split screen right now. He's one person in NXT and a completely different person on Raw. Right. And but Raw is actually like more
1: believable than NXT.
2: Is it though? It I is. It is. I feel like I—I I don't think feel like a super, super gimmicky supernatural. I think it's something unique. I think it's something different. I don't think it's very much like a la the Undertaker. I do right. feel like Scarlet adds a very unique, you know, presence and very much almost like he is his own man and his own mouthpiece. But I feel like no, as a team, they they gel very well together, and so I, I, and again. Of course, there's a bunch of dudes in the audience. Of course, they're going to ask "What where's Scarlet, you know? like And it's a very
1: she- smarky audience, and they know that all the rumors about Scarlet's going to be the key to this whole thing or whatever. Maybe she should be, but, like, I don't know. I, I, it just doesn't click for me yet. I still think it can. And I still think it will. I think they're going to figure this thing out with him. And I think when it when they do, we're going to be like, oh, shit, who knew he should be a cowboy? Or something like that. Like, who knows, right? I'm not saying he's going to be a cowboy, be a but cowboy. I think it's going to be a bigger shift than we think when they actually find the thing that works for him. And and I think he still has the potential to be, like I've said before, a WrestleMania main eventer. But this current iteration ain't it on any brand for me with Karrion Cross. That said... He's losing. He's losing the NXT championship to put over the young up-and-comer in Samoa Joe, since that's what NXT is all about. But it's okay because Joe's going to be there. And the best thing you can do to build up a young up-and-coming brand is put it on an established guy who then people have to climb their way up the ladder to get to, and that would be Samoa Joe. So in this case, given the direction we believe NXT is going to go in, and those two days they're taping, Monday and Tuesday, Episodes of NXT after TakeOver on Sunday. What happens at those tapings are going to be very, very telling for NXT. I don't believe it. everyone said, "Oh, it's going to be taped from now on. Probably not. It just could be the schedule. They're coming off a really long weekend. Tape some NXT and then have some downtime to really sit down and figure out what the hell is going on. But I believe that Samoa Joe should win this match. Let Karrion Cross focus on the main roster. Find what clicks and make it happen. And that Samoa Joe will win so we can do just that. That's why they brought him back to NXT. That's why they rushed through the, the enforcer angle. That's why we are where we are with this takeover. Samoa Joe yeah. for the win.
2: I mean, the writing is on the wall that Karrion's cross time in NXT is ending and he's going to be going full-time to Raw. Did I like the way they did this? No. You know, him being dually in both NXT and Raw at the same time with storylines, and, and I think just the the way that he's presented and, and some of the criticism that he's gotten against you know his program with with Jeff Hardy, I just felt like it was too conflicting, and the fact that he is your reigning NXT champion, um, and and that storyline just just it was just too too much. So I feel like the writing is on the wall. If anything, that his time in NXT is up. Um, as far as, you know, of course, the who should, who will uh, at this point is Samoa Joe. And we kind of saw that a little bit with Finn Balor before him. You know, he was the established star. He was the person that people went through. And it worked because Carrion won that title back from him and, you know, initially had a very good reign. But I think for me, what killed it was. This this split decision because you saw two different sides of him, very inconsistent, and it really also downplayed the entire program between him and Joe. I think there could have been so much more to it, but because he was busy on Raw and not there as much, you couldn't have the focus on really your your biggest title. So yeah, um, and
1: and the thing is, is like it. What really killed it for me was they had a five way with four of the pillars of NXT, who all told you that he sucks and then kind of went out and proved it. Like, at least in the NXT world. He was never... he. He's one of the few that should have just skipped NXT completely, in my opinion.
2: I still feel like there's value... With his time in NXT, I felt like especially now that we see who's left and where everyone's stories are, they needed to have someone there, this big monster there um, to to kind of keep things rolling. I, I will be very interested to see what's next. And I feel like the match that we're going to talk about next has a lot more implications to the future of NXT. And that is Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole, two out of three falls match with three different fall stipulations. The first one being a singles match, the second one being a street fight and if necessary, which it will be is a steel cage match. So of course there's lots of reasons uh, that I saved this one for last Greg, but I know in particular, this one is, is very close. To the heart, so lay it on me. What do you? What are your predictions for this match?
1: This so it's obviously very telling because of Adam Cole's contract situation, the fact that he's wanted on both Raw and SmackDown, the fact that the company sees a huge future in Adam Cole, which is really weird because over the past year, like he's lost any muscle that he had, like he doesn't even look like he should be on the main roster. So if they sign him and, and they keep put him on the main roster, it might be some time before we see him, just so he can get into quote main roster shape, but to me who should win this match for the simple fact that while you're rebuilding NXT the feud you go with is Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe Mm -hmm. they've teased it they've laid the foundation for it when Samoa Joe was the enforcer Adam Cole wants to do it he's on record as saying he wants to do it so it makes sense to give that a short-term run get to the next takeover maybe with Adam Cole and Samoa Joe and then send Adam Cole off to Raw or Smackdown to to give him give him his shot on the main roster of WWE I think they're gonna rush things with that I think Adam Cole's gonna lose and I think he's gonna get prepared to go to the main roster we're not gonna get The Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe feud that we can get so while Adam Cole is who should win Kyle O'Reilly is who will win and Kyle O'Reilly will eventually be built up to face and maybe even beat Samoa Joe I mean Samoa Joe's been very open about the fact that his current deal is more than just a wrestler he has other duties now with WWE he's preparing for life after wrestling it's one of the reasons why he did this and and Kyle O'Reilly could be that that star for the future He's also over 30. So is Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. Like, it's still very weird. I don't know if I believe, really, that's mm-hmm. why I don't know if I believe those reports. But um it's going to be interesting to see where they head from there. But yeah, I think Adam Cole should win so he can feud with Samoa Joe. I, I don't think they see that. And I think Kyle O'Reilly will win. Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I am more leaning towards who should win and who will win is Kyle O'Reilly. I feel like he is now this the next big guy that has the potential to come out of NXT because one, you know, who do you have left. But two, I think that there is he's grown so much since the Undisputed Era has broken up. He's the one that I think has benefited the most. Uh, from the Undisputed Era breaking up. And a lot of that goes back to his, you know, matches with Finn Balor and how amazing those were and seeing Kyle O'Reilly in a different light. Now, I understand as far as a bad guy, good guy perspective, it may not make necessarily the much Much sense with Samoa Joe, who's currently now a a good guy that could flip at any moment, you know, it doesn't have to be. You're right, you're it doesn't have to be. So, I but I think it works a little bit better with Adam Cole versus Samoa Joe. Um, but I do feel like the next person in line and uh, rightfully so for a title shot is Kyle O'Reilly. And I almost feel like in some ways they could have given Kyle O'Reilly the belt during his feud with Finn Balor, and that was almost you know, lightning in a bottle and maybe that was a missed opportunity, but I know long-term the plan was, you know, once Karrion came back for Karrion to have the belt again. Um, but I do think that there's still time for Kyle Riley. And I do think he is, you know, really that person next in line. And he could be that next big baby face champion that could then carry additional feuds and whether that's with the younger talent or the more established talent, Um, whether, you know, Johnny Gargano comes back to the picture Tommaso Ciampa or say some of these newer guys coming in, um, you know, have a chance, who knows, but I do feel like the time of Adam Cole, I don't know. I want to say winding down, you know, it's hard because I could see the reason for both, but just my gut and what I feel like would be kind of, the best for the next chapter and this next evolution point of, of NXT would be Kyle O'Reilly. Well, that was fairly in depth, ladies and gentlemen, but that's what you get here on the hashtag Miranda show. We have some fun and games, but we also get serious. We also talk about wrestling because that's what we do. So thank you so much for joining us this week on the hashtag Miranda show, the hashtag Miranda and Greg super such good shit show. Uh numero 9, the nine,
1: part three.
2: Pow. Pow. Yes, don't forget the pow. Never forget we, the pow we
1: nailed it. We nailed
2: it. We nailed it. We nailed it. Yes. So three shows, a whole week of wrestling. We brought it to you. Of course, this show is a proud member uh, of the Chair Shot Radio Network, which you can find on thechairshot.com. The ChairShot.com. Always use your head.
0: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
2: Of course, you can find this show also on your favorite podcast streaming platform, including Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, iHeartRadio, and more. Um, If you do that, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review. Subscribe and get notifications every time a new episode of this podcast and others from the ChairShot Radio Network drop. You can leave a five-star rating and leave a review. So please go ahead and do that. we love to hear your feedback. Always love to know your thoughts uh, on the world of wrestling, things that we talk about on the show, topics you think I should cover, whatever that may be, go ahead and let us know. You can also let us know through social media. Greg, you can find him at Chair Shot Greg on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And me, Miranda Morales, you can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook, no Twitter. You can also follow the ChairShot on social media at Chair Shot Media. And, of course, go ahead and support IZW Wrestling and The Chair Shot by getting a t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. So, you know we're going to be back after a big, big weekend of wrestling. We're going to talk about something. I don't know what it is yet because, well, the future is unknown. Ooh. Mysterious, but you can always count on a new episode of the hashtag Miranda Show. So for Greg Demarco, I'm Miranda Morales. Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to always keep it soft style. Dead man You've done it now. You've done it, made and I can
1: allow you to think you just walk away. Hey, why not?
2: about the whys. Just the why oh, not wow. This be your judgment
0: day. Oh, wow. A cheap shot. That's the way that you play the game. I
1: was
2: blindsided. Oh, fuck you, Pat. That's okay. Always use your head.
0: What?